You're listening to Tim Talks, Taking Interest in Ministry, a conversation between two great friends with over 70 years of ministry between them. Ministering on opposite sides of the border, Dr. Al Stone is the General Director of Bearing Precious Seed Canada and Pastor Emeritus of the Bible Baptist Church in St. Thomas, Ontario, Canada, while Pastor Dan Wolven pastors the North Columbus Baptist Church in Columbus, Ohio. Listen now as Al and Dan review and relate their experiences in hopes of helping others who are taking an interest in ministry. Now, here is Tim Talks. Welcome to Tim Talks. So are you sore? I needed it's a that tough one. week at camp. Well, you know, for for a mortal man, it would have been a lot. <laughs> well, let me tell you, I was mortal. <laughs> Buddy, Almost faced my mortality. <laughs> you get me around a couple hundred kids, and uh, man, I, I'm telling you, I love it. I yes, love they do exhaust you. They exhaust you. I can't. I can't keep up like I used to for sure. But man, I love it. There's, there's I think, an energy. I think probably the most blessed part is getting to be in a rustic cabin and sharing a shower with forty other people. You know, oh, you really? got to wait your turn and all really? that stuff. I, I think that's the oh. that's the most fun about camp. Well, I think for me, the only really downside for me was. The hot tub in my personal room was a little too hot. A little too hot. I had to turn it down a little bit. But other than but, that. Uh, there's a real education that the guys in our cabin got. What's that? Uh, uh, learning how a CPAP machine works and what something <laughs> looks like when they take their dentures out. And, you know, all those neat young people things, you know. <laughs> Mr. Wolven. Mr. Wolf, and half your body's laying on the nightstand next to you. Exactly. <laughs> your ears, your eyes, your teeth. <laughs> I can't wait till you get the toupee. That's really good for him. <laughs> That's all I got. I mean, I got nothing. Yeah. All I got is good hair. <laughs> and good looks. Good looks. No. No good looks. Never have. I'm with you, man. I'm with I'm you. I'm going to have a new body in heaven. People are going to go, whoa, who's that? Because <laughs> I, I, I don't think our new body is going to be hideous. Is that Al Stone? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's Bruce Musselman. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Al, you did a great job at the throne singing for Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that wasn't me. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my goodness. We've had quite a time, haven't we, in our lives? Yeah, if we're going to be lined up around the heavenly throne according to rank, yeah. I'm still going to be way in the back, and I still won't be able to see anything. <laughs> I'll get you a stool. I'll get you a stool. I'll put you on my shoulders. I'll be in the same place. I'll put you on my shoulders. We'll go together. We'll be, we'll be like the uh, two Muppet hecklers in heaven. <laughs> we'll be Tiny Tim. You'll be Tiny Tim. <laughs> God bless us, everyone. Oh. <laughs> and he will. And he will. <laughs> oh, oh, man. man. Well, it's been incredible. What an incredible week. Thank you so much for giving us the privilege of uh, working with some teenagers. I figured Amen. one time, I figured one time I have dealt with over the years and, and you as well, man, 
tens of thousands of teenagers. It's uh, it's been awesome. It's been awesome. I, I wish everyone. Of them, yeah, I wish <laughs> millions. I wish every one of them served the Lord the way they're supposed to. But man, for those that have, what a blessing. Yes. Well, on Friday we're probably going to air the uh, episode that we uh, recorded at camp. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we'll do that. So that's neat. Um, yeah, that is neat. That is neat. So listen for that. We'll have to let the kids uh, have asked some questions, and we're going to answer those for them. And, uh, yeah, it's awesome. Good, good. Well, We this did week, get into the stonewolven syndrome a little bit, but well, <laughs> had to run its course. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> those poor kids never knew what hit them. <laughs> well, this week, man, um, you brought up a good point in our earlier conversation about boldness. Yes. And that is a, that is a question. I, I find the biggest questions that young people have are um, assurance of salvation, uh, the Lord's will, God's God's will in their lives, and then, as you've mentioned, boldness. Yes. Um, how do you be bold as a Christian today? And that's not Amen. just teenagers. That's not just teenagers that need that. Right. So boldness. I, I consider myself bold. Would you consider yourself bold? I think people consider us bold. I don't consider myself. No one mm-hmm. believes me, but inside, I'm much more of an introvert. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I I would say I see that. I see that. Um, I I would say I'm a bold person. I'm not always as bold as I should be, but I can be bold. Um, there's not much that hinders me. Uh, if I'm if I'm in a large crowd and I don't know anyone. I'm not as bold, but if I know one person, I can, I right. can find that boldness. So, yep. yep. Yeah. So teenagers, let's let's talk to teenagers, college age, and we'll talk to everybody. But let's let's start there. Let's start with the young and work up to the older, because I think sometimes as an old person you lose your boldness. I think you think. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe you're not you're not of value anymore, or something, or you're you don't you don't have the stamina or whatever. So I think we can deal with everybody. Let's start with let's start with. Uh, Maybe even kids today. How do how do you get boldness? I think it has to be connected with your surrender to the Holy Spirit. I mean, there's no question about that. When when Jesus talked to the disciples, he had told them four or five different occasions already, gave them the Great Commission in those 40 days before he uh, ascended up to heaven. But just before he ascended, he he said, wait, go to Jerusalem and wait. Wait for the promise. Wait for this uh, power that's coming. And, of course, he's talking about the fullness of the Holy Spirit. Now, they already had the Holy Spirit in them because on the resurrection evening, Jesus breathed on them and said, receive ye the Holy Ghost. So they already had the Holy Spirit indwelling. And he said, wait for the power. And so I, I think there's a, there is a connection that the Holy Spirit helps us have boldness. It isn't something that's automatic, but it is something that is connected to our surrender to the Holy Spirit in which he helps us in ways that we, maybe we don't understand. Yeah. Do you think you can have boldness without the Holy Spirit? Do I say oh, yeah. people have boldness? Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Right. You know, right. I mean people people be bold and blatant about their sin. 
I mean, right. you think of all the, uh, you know, this is Pride Month, and you think of all of the boldness that people have, you know, that just right. the idea of the phrase coming out of the closet, you know, I'm, I'm finally going to let people know about my wicked, vile lifestyle. You know, right. I mean, there, there is a boldness there. So why do we as Christians then struggle with being bold with the good news of Jesus Christ? That's the question. Yeah, because, you know, the boldness that a sinner would have is all of the flesh. And the boldness that a believer is going to have or should have or we want to have is going to be that boldness from the Spirit. And we know that the Word teaches that the, that the flesh lusteth against the Spirit and the Spirit against the flesh. And they're contrary the one to the other. So uh, we have a roadblock. We have an obstacle. Now, you know, a sinner has the obstacle of his conscience, but it's mm-hmm. sometimes very easy because of sin but to sort of sear your conscience, as the Bible says. So there's sort of no road, roadblock, no check system, no, you know, checks and balances. You just unfettered and, and go. But for us, the flesh, until we get that new body, the flesh fights against every single aspect of mm. of anything we do for the Lord. Yeah. I, I think right up front, I think we have to say that if we lack boldness spiritually, it's perhaps because we're not as strong spiritually as we ought to be. Yes. Uh, the flesh is strong because we live in the flesh. We live the flesh. And there's really no, um, there's not a, a, a real, um, what's the word I want, uh, obstacle to the flesh uh, because right. everybody lives in that flesh, right? So we can do what we want in the flesh. The spirit, yeah, there's there's not so much out there. Um, there there's not as there's not as many of us as there are of them sometimes, and I think that's part of the problem is that we don't have that that strength in the things of the Lord, and I think because. If you're not in your Bible, if you're not praying, if you're not faithful to church, if you're not, you know, trying to be that witness, then yeah, you're weak. It's kind of like going to the gym. If you don't go to the gym and work out, you're not going to be strong. Or if you don't have some kind of physical labor, and I, th- I don't think we exercise our spiritual gifts as we do our physical, and so we're not strong enough. And I think there are a lot of people that just don't want to be bold because they don't feel they have the strength or the stamina to be able to go up against a strong adversary. And uh, and I say fight for the things of Jesus Christ, the witness of Jesus Christ. Yeah, it, I mean it'll always be that way. That's why Paul said that I buffet my body daily. Yes, oh, right. Wait, wait. I think I <laughs> no, 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 no. That's us. That's us. Oh, buffet, buffet. Oh, <laughs> buffet, okay. Buffet. Yeah. My bad. Yeah, my yeah. bad. That's right. No, but honestly, you know, that's why the Apostle Paul. No matter how old he's going to get, it's still a fight against the flesh, and you have right. to overcome the flesh. Uh, I think there's another aspect that that we have um, in in these younger generations is uh, I see a little bit of a difficulty interacting with others um, personally because we're so used to the phones and social media and you know texting somebody, calling somebody, you know sending a reel, doing whatever. You know, we're so used to those things, instant messenger, that we're, we're, we're not very comfortable in personal uh, interaction. Right. I, I thought this too. You know, Paul probably was, 
if not the one of the greatest Christians of all time. I mean, that guy was super Christian. He, he's getting beaten, imprisoned, left for dead, shipwrecked, all of that. He's, you know, run out of town several times and still says, I struggle. I struggle in that flesh and spiritual battle. And I think sometimes, man, if, if he struggled, how much for us who just kind of live a nominal Christian life sometimes or, or without any kind of interference? I mean, I've never had any of those things happen to me that happened to Paul. And maybe we should. Maybe that's what brings out that boldness. And I've heard that of testimony, people that died as martyrs, that that was part of what brought revival sometimes is that people saw them live their Christian life in great adversity. I've known some Christians that have had some hard times, no questions. Uh, but I think for the bulk of us, just living that everyday life doesn't really press us sometimes to be as bold as we could be or should be. Yeah. Yeah, we wind up just getting entangled in the affairs of this life. Yeah. There's, there's nothing wrong with talking about the ball game or where you found a sale or what, what you know, your last hunting expedition. But, you know, those things are so insignificant compared to the Word of God and the truth of God. And so I, I think that's an aspect anyway that we have to fight the flesh. We have to yeah. fight the flesh. We're sort of training ourselves to not speak and, and interact with people individually. I think the third thing is you, you've got to at least step out and do it. You know, I mean, how many times do you remember, you know, I should have said something. I, I just sat there quiet. Or, um, you know, man, I talked to that person about everything except the Lord. Man, I and even the Holy Spirit was telling me, give him a track. And I, uh, I was a little bit embarrassed. If, have you ever felt that way, like in the last five years? Not very often. <laughs> <laughs> Not very often. <laughs> because you learn to do it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. because it's terrible feeling that way before. And so if you really do love the Lord— that's going to propel you. You know, I mean, uh, you know, Ohio State fans have absolutely no problem driving to the state up north and sitting in a stadium, even though they're getting whomped, uh, you know, by that team and being bold on, you know, what side they're for. Why can't yeah. we be bold like that? Yeah. Well, I, if, you, if you think about it, the, the, the opposite of being bold is being fearful. And I think we have to ask the question, what are we afraid of? What are we afraid of in witnessing that? Yes. We don't face what Paul faced. We don't have to worry about being imprisoned or beaten or, well, not yet anyways. That may be coming in Canada. But, yeah, I think so. Um, I, I don't think to date we've not had to worry about that. What are the fears of telling people about Jesus Christ? People rejecting us? Well, most times it's people we don't even know. It's people we won't even see again. Why are we afraid of that? If it's family members and friends, if if I have a friend and they don't they don't continue to be my friend because I tell them about Jesus Christ, then I I don't think they're really my friend. I haven't really gained that friend. Um, I mean, if I'm not if I'm obnoxious and if I'm just hounding them all the time, then that's my fault. But if I'm saying to somebody, "Hey, man, I love you, and I just want you to know about Jesus Christ." And periodically, hey, have you made that decision for Christ? I don't. I don't think we have to worry about having done anything wrong to lose a friend. With family, 
I mean, family's tough, no question. Um, part of the problem with family and sometimes friends is they know the real us. And mm-hmm. the fear is that, you know, I've, I've made a hypocrite of myself and how do I overcome that? That's a big part of the problem for a lot of people. But yeah, for just me to go and talk to my neighbor across the street or somebody in my city about Christ, I have nothing to fear. And that fear that we have is often uh, an onset of self. Um, it is inexperience. It is a lack of knowledge of the scriptures and how to talk to people about the Lord. That's a huge one. And then sometimes it's just, it is a distraction of the devil. You can't do this. You're not worthy to do this. Uh, you're not You're not prepared to do this. I think that's a big part for many. Yeah, so as we are thinking about this and sort of looking at some of the problems maybe to maybe next uh podcast we can sort of figure out what are some ways in which we can get more boldness but Absolutely. you know regardless what it is some of it is and i'm not trying to insult anybody it's immaturity uh you know teens you're not quite adults yet you, you do a lot of adult type things uh but you know you're just not quite mature yet and that's okay because neither is Brother Stone or myself. <laughs> yeah, you're not kidding. We're not very mature. You know, but um, that fear, I, I think fear magnifies things that somehow we're going to be ostracized and we're going to become, you know, a pariah, some kind of a, uh, you know, worse than COVID, you know, a COVID germ walking through the schools and everybody's going to laugh and mock and make fun. And, and I'll tell you, I went through some of that. But you yeah. know what? It didn't last very long. They're going to find somebody yeah. else to laugh at. They're going to find something else to, you know, amuse themselves with. And it's not. it doesn't last very long. But because it's the first time you had to go through it, and we have right. the, the misconception, my life will be over. You know, mm-hmm. it just, I, I can still remember a situation where somebody really made fun of me severely and about a year and a half later, they came to me for some advice. Mm-hmm. That same person. Yeah. And it, I was blown away that they talked to me before they talked to anyone else. Mm-hmm. And I was, I was just literally just dumbfounded. And I thought, well, why'd you come to me? And, you, you know, I mean, I never asked it, but um, it just showed that whenever you stand for something, eventually you, you see the benefit of it. And yeah. because we've not had to do it before, it's scary. Yeah, yeah. I I think that we just don't really have a perspective on what's going to happen to people if we don't get that boldness. What is the ultimate end of those people that do not receive the gospel is that they spend eternity in hell. Yes, yes. And I don't think we really grasp how terrible that's going to be for some. Amen. Yeah, I I don't know. Let Let me ask you this and I'll close. In heaven, do you think it's revealed to us the people that rejected or that uh, that we could have won to Christ, but did not. Do you think there'll be any indication of that? I, I don't, don't know. know. Uh, I don't know. It could be the judgment seat of Christ, where those things are made public, 
Um, I don't know, you know, because people will say, well, you can't figure out the time, three and a half years and or even seven, if you want to go that way. Yeah, right. but, you know, God is timeless. Yeah. And so it, yeah. it, he could take all the time in the world and it won't even seem to the world like yeah. it's that much time, you know, yeah. because of him being one who dwells in eternity. But yeah. I, I, I think there may be a situation each individual as they stand before the judgment throne of God, the yeah. great white throne judgment, God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. I think it's just going to be a horrific experience, mm. but also one that we're going to be saying amen. I mean, yeah. we'll have a, a absolute perfect body mm. without sin, and everything God does is righteous and true. Right. And I believe that we will be saying, amen, so be it. Even though it yeah. may be my grandmother, it may be you know, a, a nephew, it may be a co-worker, maybe a fellow classmate, we'll be standing there and saying, amen, that's yeah. right, that's just, that's fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, much of me says, I hope that we don't. I, I hope that's not revealed because that, I, I don't know how you bear that, but I think you're right. I think in a righteous state, you say they had an opportunity to receive Christ and they rejected it. Yeah. It's their fault. They made the decision. God's, God doesn't send people to hell. They choose to go. And no matter who that is, I, I think that we find a peace as well in knowing that we did tell some and that, that we had a hand maybe in our missions program or in our, you know, putting John and Rome together, something. We had some part in something of, of winning some to Christ. So I think that's that definitely helps. So, wow. Amen. I know this. Yeah. All of us need to be more bold. All of us. Boy, that's the truth. Joanna yeah. Wesley, I don't remember now how many children she had. I want to say it's in the teens, you know, 12, yeah, she had 13, a lot. something like that, you know. Yeah. And, of lot. course, John and Charles Wesley were two of her sons. And she taught them all the scriptures, and she made a statement, and which is like for a mom to say that she taught her children, if you reject Christ after all that you have learned, I will stand at the judgment bar of God and declare he's righteous when he casts your soul into hell. Wow. I mean, she taught her children that. Wow. You know, that, that God is so righteous, and this yeah. is such a great opportunity of grace. So, uh, you know, it's different perspective, man. Whew. That's that's tough. That's yeah. one tough lady right there. Wow. Well, I know that uh, over the years I definitely have learned to become more bold because I, I yes. see people in a different light, and I, I think that's going to be a key to that. And I think Wednesday, yeah, you've got a great idea there how to how to get boldness, how to how to muster that. And uh, I think there are some things that we can do to do that. So we'll look forward to that on Wednesday. So I want to say it's been a great, great month for me. Um, Great meetings there in Ohio, uh, here in Canada, Michigan. Oh, man, I'm telling you, Brother Wolven, the Lord is doing some things for sure. And uh, of all that, uh, some of the greatest uh, news I've had is the birth of our little grandson, and uh, <laughs> Miles, Miles Andrew. Miles, oh, that's awesome. Miles, Miles and Maverick. Maverick M&M. and Miles, yes. Yeah, I said Map. I'm going to call him Mappy, and he can call me Pappy. 
<laughs> so healthy, beautiful little baby boy, eight pounds, six ounces, I think it was, and 20 and a half awesome. inches. Awesome. All that kind of stuff. Full head of hair. You know, it's just, uh, I haven't seen his eyes yet. Um, it, it's been. They're it's good been mom a, and dad. Uh, yeah, for sure. And, you know, I prayed with him the other day and just prayed, God, please let them, let them raise that little boy in the things of the Lord. Amen. And, and Amen. so he can know Christ early. Wow, what a great thing. So, And it was great seeing you, spending some time with you. Uh, yes. And uh, I had some folks do some very, very nice things for me. I've been praying about getting a trumpet for a long time. And uh, I want to get a C trumpet so that I can just go to church and play. I don't have to transpose or have a book that transposes. And uh, I just told as many musical people as I could, if you come across one, uh, let me know. And uh, I met some folks in Pickerington, and I went down for the meeting, and they said they were coming out, and they were carrying a, a case. And I said, oh, did you bring your violin, you mobsters? And I said, no, this is a trumpet. And we found it, and we want to give it to you. And, man, what a blessing that was. Awesome. What dear, dear people. So uh, hopefully get my lip back in shape. And I uh, told Ruthie we need to, we need to practice. And uh, she said the trumpet. And I said no. Getting my lip back in shape. I've been getting along. I've been gone a long time, baby. Kiss me. <laughs> so what a yeah, blessing. Yeah, we used so, to say in high school, "Kiss me, baby. Nothing makes me sick." <laughs> no, it made them sick. It made her sick. Oh man, I'm Al Stone. I am so thankful that I have this opportunity to to speak with you. And I had some great compliments about our uh, podcast too while I was away. Um, young guy said, I, "I've been listening." This is a young man from Norway. He goes, "I've been listening." He goes, uh, "So uh, how do you guys get together and do that?" I said, "No, no, we do it. We do it through, over Facetime." He goes, "Oh, I would never have known." He said, "It sounds like you're sitting right next to each other." I said, we are. It's just 600 miles apart. <laughs> yeah. Well, we have a little bit here in June. So that's been, yeah, that's that's been very true. helpful. That's, that's been very true. good. But yeah, it's it's been working out pretty good. FaceTime is strong again. Yeah. Zoom yeah. is fading and FaceTime is yeah. ascending. So yeah, you can zoom right out of here. Zoom is zoom. Yeah, we're just, we're just on the cutting edge of technology. Whoa. This isn't even me. It's AI. <laughs> this is, yeah, this that's is the only a- way you get any intelligence. <laughs> <laughs> it's not AL, it's AI. <laughs> well, even oh. as a robot, I'm better looking than you. <laughs> this is Dan Wolven in Columbus, Ohio. It has been a blessing. We really appreciate all of the comments and all of the good reviews and ratings that we've received. And please keep those questions coming in. We want to be a blessing and be a help to all of you. And, of course, don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast listening platform. There you go. This is Tim Talks, and we'll be back with you on Wednesday. Thank you so much for tuning in and look forward to having you back. And don't forget to share us with somebody, would you? Just let them know, hey, we listen to this podcast of two old guys just rambling on about nothing, and it's pretty funny. If you could do that, it'd be great. Oh, and by the way, they help me once in a while. This is Tim Talks, the Tim Talks. God bless you. Have a great day. You've been listening to Tim Talks, taking interest in ministry, with new podcasts added each Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. To learn more about your host, Dr. Al Stone and Pastor Dan Wolven, you can visit us at timtalks.com. That's T-I-I-M talks.com.